Hello, and welcome to Tell Me Something Interesting, a podcast about random tidbits that I find interesting, and I hope you'll do too. And for this episode, bread. Here's something that we might take for granted. Bread. It's the staple and most common food for large parts of the world, and it even plays some part in certain cultural and religious rituals and all. So in this episode, I thought we could talk about what it is exactly and how it's made. So let's start with what it is. At its simplest, it's a baked good prepared from flour and water. That's it. And we've had it for thousands of years. The oldest evidence of bread making we have is 14,000 years old, from the desert in Jordan. Evidence suggests that this particular bread was made from wild wheat and barley, and it is what is known as flatbread, kind of like a pita. Anywho, it was apparently used to wrap some roast gazelle meat, so the idea of having a sandwich goes back longer than you would expect. Now, the most common type of bread, in Western society at least, isn't flat, it's a bit more loafy. Whilst mixing flour and water together and popping it in the oven will get you bread, you can get something more light, airy and tasty by adding a leavening agent to it and letting it do its work. And this is most commonly yeast which is a type of fungus. Now, originally, you'd get yeast by cultivating it yourself from wild spores that are in the air around us. You'd just have to encourage a colony to grow so you can then use it. To that end, you'd just mix some flour and water, leave it exposed to the air, then periodically refresh and replace parts of it until you have a good strong colony of wild yeast. Then you'd use as much as you'd need for your cooking and store the rest for next time, provided you keep feeding it. Yeah, it's kind of like having a very useful pet. And that is where sourdough comes from, even in these modern times, which apparently also had some sort of renaissance in these trying times of pandemics. And it is something I'd recommend that you try at home, since it's fun to do and it will taste much more different than the stuff that you buy at the supermarket. That said, nowadays, even for home baking, with newfangled technology, you can get dry, instant yeast, which you just add water to it and you get results much faster. So, how does adding fungus to a bread turn it into something more grandiose? Well, the dough contains within it a number of carbohydrates, starch and other sugars, which the yeast eats. And just like us, when it eats, it then takes an oxygen and creates carbon dioxide. As the amount of starch decreases, two things happen to the dough. Firstly, the dough itself becomes less stiff, and secondly, it fills up full of tiny pockets of air bubbles. Normally, you'd let this process, called proving, rising or fermentation, whichever you want, occur in two stages, and you need the bread in between. But after you've processed it for long enough, the bread goes into a very hot oven. In there, the trapped carbon dioxide expands, since gases expand when heating, and since this gas can't get out, it starts to push the dough away, making the bread rise and putting holes in it. Ta-da! So, yeah, that is basically what leavened bread is. Food that something else has eaten for you, which you then cook and eat for yourself. Now, of course, if you're doing this industrially, you probably don't want to spend 6-8 hours waiting for these to finish doing its work, since you have to make money. Also, in order to prevent the bread from collapsing after too much proofing, it needs a lot of protein in it, gluten, 
and flour with large amounts of protein in it is far more expensive. So, in the modernish era, there have been some clever technological solutions to making cheap bread quickly. In the late 19th century, the Aerated Bread Company was founded in the UK, and the owner came up with an interesting solution. Instead of letting the yeast feed on the sugars in the bread to produce this carbon dioxide, you can dissolve carbon dioxide in water, then use high pressure to pump it into the dough, and hey presto, no need to proof it. This way you can get away with using cheaper flour, you don't need somebody to knead the dough by hand or by a machine, which is labor intensive, and this is very easy to automate. And the company made quite a killing in the market, until technology took another step forward and another, even better process was developed. And as much as I'd like to go on and tell you about it, there is so much to talk about from a bread perspective that I think this topic deserves a two-parter. So mayhaps next time we can talk a bit more about the history of bread, why brown bread was considered peasant food, and how modern bread is made. And that's all I have for you this time. I hope you found this as interesting as I did, and I hope you'll tune in next time. Farewell.